This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, this is a great night. Islanders win. Rangers win. Knicks win. Nets win. Gordon and I will talk about it now. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number to join our conversation. Quick conversation tonight until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Of course, Brian the Brain is with us. JPZ is with us. And you can join us as well via Twitter at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Gordon, this was a Nick game to enjoy. Yes, it was. And boy, did we ever need it, Larry. <laughs> did we ever, after that weekend, after the way the Knicks have been playing lately, the schedule's still coming up. Uh, yeah, they needed a win like this. By the way, hi, Gordon. Yes. Hi, Larry. How are we doing tonight? You're feeling <laughs> good, right? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. And here's the best part. Here's the best part of tonight, Gordon. Julius Randle, one turnover. Gordon, one turnover for Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett on fire from three. Yeah, look, to me, the story tonight is R.J. Barrett. He was an, uh, incredible. He's really been struggling shooting the ball. He's been in like this malaise. for, And really... It came along at a time where we're all saying, wow, what great strides R.J. Barrett's made. He's this two-way player. This is what you're looking for. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's just been really struggling with his shot. But tonight, 32 points, seven three-pointers, new career high for him, 11 of 20 from the floor, and uh, exactly what the doctor ordered. You know, Nick's kind of had a, a balanced scoring attack tonight. Randall really didn't um, force the issue offensively as much as he was doing it in other ways. But uh, R.J. Barrett was certainly the guy the Yan- the uh, the Yankees, the Knicks, uh, attached their wagons to tonight. And, um, yeah, like what you want to see, especially from him. And very quietly, the big man played well, right? We finally had the two of three of them in the same game together. <laughs> it was great. It's like Haley's Comet. Exactly. They had 23 rebounds combined, and they had 13 off the offensive glass. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, this is – Gordon, this might have been the best he's played in like over a year. <laughs> yeah, wise. you know, like there's always those actors and you might not even know their real names, but if you see them in a movie, they, they always make the movie a little bit better. It's like that with the bench. Whoever they add to this bench on the yeah, Knicks, all of a sudden it just starts grooving. And uh, Mitchell, Robin was cert- uh, Mitchell Robinson certainly was tonight. 11 points, 14 rebounds, six, uh, what was it, six? No, eight of them were offensive, so um, three blocks. So, and again, did go down hard. I mean, that oh, him boys. going down to the court and writhing in pain should be sponsored by somebody at this point. I mean, it happens every single game. Gratefully, it, uh, thankfully, it did not. It doesn't look like it's something that's serious that's going to hold him out for a while. But man, oh man, he gets he goes down on those uh, those in a, in, a, in a lump an awful lot. But uh, yeah, good game for him. Another good game for the bench. And I think just about everybody tonight was plus. Yeah, everybody was in in, in positive territory. So uh, this Noel is, was look, a minus one. Okay. No, it was a minus one, and I can live with that. I mean, Quentin Grimes played like thirty seconds; he gets a minus three. Come on, give him a break. <laughs> That's impossible, right? How does that happen? <laughs> well, look, the, the the Spurs are are really struggling, and you can tell that they're str- more so than the the record or how they look tonight. The fact that you could hear Tom Thibodeau as clear as day shouting yeah. on the court because there's nobody in the stands. That tells you the Spurs are, are struggling, and uh, this is what you do to a struggling team, right? Especially when you've Beat been them. struggling. You put the foot on the throat, and uh, look, I don't think that they blew them out. There was, no, it, no. it was still a little too close for comfort, for my comfort, with the way mm-hmm. things have been going here in the fourth quarter. But they get the win, get back to 500, feel a little bit better about yourself. Now, I got two concerns. 
Okay. Because they, they win, so i got to have right. some concerns. We, we, we're yeah. doing a show for three minutes here. we got to have some concerns, right? <laughs> exactly. So here, here's one of my concerns. Okay. I wanted more minutes for Toppin. He had eight points in 13 minutes. Gordon, can he play? Can I get him 20 minutes? Can I get yeah. him 20 minutes? Consistently, right? Like, yeah. let's not do this 8, 12, you know, 18, back to 12. You know, like, when, when they were saying about a shakeup and, and we'll have to see what happens in the lineup tonight, I was that's what I thought was – because that's the next – that's the next, like, reasonable step along the way. He's shown you enough in the 13 or 18 minutes, you know, whatever he gets in terms of minutes. And he was active tonight. He was. So uh, you would like to see him get a little bit more run, uh, but uh, not yet, I guess, apparently. Especially on a, on a, on an opening, the beginning of a back-to-back. I mean, Randall played 35 minutes, Barrett 39, Burks 36. You have a game tomorrow night in Indiana. Yeah, and look, it did come easy for for Barrett tonight, and and Randall, you know, it was not like it, to steal from another sport. It wasn't like he went six innings and was giving up, you know, base runners every single inning. It was a little bit more easy for him tonight, as he he wasn't really pushing the the offense as much as he usually does. wasn't taking as many hard shots. wasn't you know driving to the basket quite as much. Um, but no, I agree with you. I mean, you'd like to think that. You know, when you take a look at the the minute numbers, the, the like which one of these is not like the others, right? I mean, <laughs> Toppin is the guy who clear like you watch him and you see what he gives you in the time that he gives you. He's the guy that's screaming out for more minutes, but uh, did not happen tonight. No, clearly could have. I mean, he's the only one. He, on, other than Grimes, he right, played the right, least yeah. amount of minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, other than Grimes, well, look, Grimes, Grimes. Is, yeah, Grimes has no complaints. Uh, if he has, if, if Toppin hears any complaints from Grimes, he's gonna say, "Hey, buddy, get in line." Uh, this, uh, yeah, I, I have, I have been where you are right now, and uh, it's gonna be a little while before you see any serious run. And I'm still there, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's made there. strides, but not that many. And the other thing, which is part of that, Gordon, is the fact that you have a, you, you got the back to back tomorrow. You could have listen. You could have spelled. Randall could have played thirty. Give him five minutes off. That five minutes could be a big deal. I mean, you know, Popovich has his guys on the has his bench in, and you still got your starters on the floor. Yeah, maybe part of that speaks to the fact that uh, this is. I mean, this was desperation time, uh, yeah. and, and I know they ended up winning it, you know, fairly comfortably. But it always mm-hmm. kind of felt like it was. It was always like eight or nine, and it just kind of felt like it was always kind of teetering. And every time you felt like the Knicks were going to start, all right, now they're going to put the hammer down and, and just pull away and win this by twenty. That didn't really happen. So, uh, you, look, Tom Thibodeau, we, <laughs> I mean, we, he plays Randall 35 minutes in preseason games. So this was one they need, I they needed to, if they had, yes, think definitely. about how bad the three game losing oh, streak was. If they had yeah. lost tonight, oh my God, they would have been, uh, it would have been panic city. So uh, they got the job done, get the win when you can and figure it out later on down the road. But no, I mean, topping, getting more than 13 minutes consistently a night, uh, that is it's not ridiculous. really... It's not really uh, something that anybody can argue at this point. So, Gordon, I tell you, you would think that um, Damian Lillard was part of the Knicks because he's on the Nick watch. I mean, I was checking out the – you texted me earlier. We had a quick yeah. chat earlier. And then I texted uh, – I was checking out a couple of the Portland newspapers, and he and the front office are going at it. And it, it's interesting to hear how back and forth they are. And, of course, the owner, in case folks don't know, the owner is um, – is uh, leaving the general manager rather is leaving Neil O'Shea uh, because of some, you know, negative things that he did uh, involving, you know, the front office there and, and how people were treated, which was not nice according to what I've been reading. And so here's the situation of 
you know, Dame Lillard is still, everybody's waiting for him to say, I want out. And Gordon, I don't think he's going to say, I want out. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it bears monitoring. Uh, anytime oh, one of these, you know, one of these guys uh, gets, you know, a little itchy, and that's all it takes is just yep. get a little itchy because you you know who else is getting itchy right now? All the other GMs around the NBA. You mm-hmm. know, you, you don't think that the the, the, the Daryl Morey in Philadelphia is looking? I mean, I don't know how much longer they can kind of just do nothing with um, with. Um, Oh, ben, geez, Simmons. ben Simmons. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons. And uh, you have to assume they're going to move him somewhere. And, and if he says he wants to get a, a, a an all-star type player back, well, that would be the all-star kind of player back. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to come out and say, but no. anytime a, a name that big shows any kind of uh, being upset at the organization or being upset in the situation, the, the wheels, especially with fans, is going to start turning. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is tied into an article that our Woj uh, put together, and you can see it on uh, .com. And part of the article says Lillard wants a two-year, $107 million extension in July. He and his agents need the next general manager to sell ownership on the idea as much as anything. Once again, still quoting the article, this cuts to the core of the Blazers' search process. His desire for an extension into his advanced NBA years has turned into a battle for the franchise's future and existing threat to reshaping and redirecting the organization in a post-playoff reality. He is 31. He's not played, Gordon, about two or three weeks since November 29th with a stomach issue. Uh, and then we find out that C.J. McCollum, Gordon, is going to be out uh, because he's got a serious injury um, as well, having to do with his respiratory, I believe it was. I saw the crawl real quickly. but um, And he suffered the injury, I think, on the 4th of these a couple of days ago. So they're without their backcourt, and Gordon, they are struggling, clearly. Because you, you miss two, you miss your one and two, oh, your well, top I mean, two scorers. Right. You're, break. you're not doing anything, especially out West. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, you know, a superstar like Lillard especially. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is about the time of year where these things sometimes start to, to pop up. So, and, and I'm sure there's lots of teams around the league that are going to be monitoring that situation. And, look, he, he's a guy, I'm sure he's like a franchise icon out there, and uh, he probably doesn't want to leave. But, I mean <laughs> – They've kind of gone as far as they can with the group that they got, mm-hmm. and if he if he has any intentions of winning in his career, like winning big, not even maybe a title, but like deep into a playoff run, yeah. it doesn't look like it's going to happen in Portland. If it was going to happen in Portland, it would have happened already. Yeah, like a couple of years ago. Right. <laughs> You're right because right. they've been they've go- and it's just tough because they've fallen in that category, Gordon, where they are, you know, in in a bet they're seeded tough where you face like really good teams because they because the west was so deep they're like a 7th or 8th a 6th or 7th seed and so you 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 know it, it's tough to to advance and, and get deep when you when you're playing those type teams out there yeah and, and for portland it's kind of a tough situation like what do you do right like he it seems like lillard according to the woge report he wants the team to kind of rebuild around him and mm-hmm. then he would sign that extension and all that type of stuff but is that is that really the best thing for Portland? Right? No. Like maybe, maybe it, it, you know, maybe all the signs are that it's time to kind of tear it down and, and, and build it back up. And I'm not telling you, you're going to get anywhere close to, to fair value for Damian Lillard, but if, if it's, I don't know, man, I don't know if going all in with Dame Lillard and, and trying to put the team around him that he wants, 
given the landscape of the West and where they're at. I, I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense either. Did you see also there was a rumor that the deal was C.J. McCollum and four first-round picks for Ben Simmons? Four yeah. first-round picks, Gordon? Yeah. Are, are I, you kidding me? Four? I, I'm I'm wondering if um oh. if uh, Daryl Morey came up with that uh, report, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I does that, that's you know? Lot. Like that's what I'm saying. Like Portland might be of the of the mindset of, oh yeah, right. We want to build around Dame. He wants to be here. And then when you get his ideas on how he wants to go about building around, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, let's let let you know. Let's let's come back. Let's circle back to the you know like all those things you hear in Zoom meeting. Let's circle back to this a little bit later on. We could come up with we'll brainstorm this a little bit later, Dame. You know, we might come up with something better than this. Thanks for the input. Yeah, no. Yeah, let me get working on the phones right now on this one. Yeah, let's see where that's going to go. I mean, I, I get that you have to give give up something to get something, but, I mean, come on. Ben Simmons is not playing. He's not playing. No. Like, at all. Like, yeah. like, why are you giving four, four first-round picks for him and C.J. McCollum? It doesn't really seem to be a, uh, a good bargain, right? Like, no. <laughs> you would think that – and it is interesting. Like, I, I – where Simmons ends up going, mm-hmm. I mean, you could see a spot like that because, you know, like a, a city like Portland, are they ever going to really sign a free agent for max money? Right. Are they going to be able to attract somebody there for max money? So now you have Ben Simmons locked in, even with his limitations offensively and all the other stuff. Maybe they look at that as, as, a, as a building block kind of player. I don't know. It's going to be yeah. fascinating to where Ben Simmons goes. It is. It is. And it's going to be fascinating to see how long Philly can hold out. Right. Because you think it's getting to, it's, again, it's getting to that kind of time of the year where um, things have to, you know, will finally start to give way. You know, like the beginning of the season, nobody's going to make any deals. Mm-hmm. But now we're, we're you know, you're, you're 25 games into the season. You're right around Christmas time before the new year. Um, yeah, this is about the time where things start to happen. And, and Philly Right now, they miss Ben Simmons. I mean, sure they they're thir- 13 and 11, right? Yeah. They're the seven seed right now, um, and and a bad a bad week, and they could be sitting at nine or ten. I mean, yeah. they could be sitting at eleven with the Knicks. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, twelve and exactly. twelve, thirteen and eleven is not much difference. No, no, and and really, they miss him defensively. You yeah, know, of course. We know he can't score with the darn, no. but they miss him defensively, and and that's you know that's big because you've got listen, the NBA scorers are in the backcourt. So you got a guy who can play the defense like Ben Simmons can, and who knows what happens? He goes to a new place, as you mentioned, smaller market like like Portland. Uh, he, you know, he's the guy. He's there with Dame Lillard if they were able to possibly get this deal for CJ and whatever. And he's out there. Maybe he, maybe he scores a little bit more. Maybe he feels a little better because he's not there with the. <laughs> With a big bully center like he has in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's not it's not a good it's not a good mix there. It was never it was never a good mm-hmm. mix. But it no. was like you know, hey, we got all these picks. This is the pick to take. Hopefully, you know, they they took all these guys and then they they figured out. Oh, we'll figure out how they mesh together later on, and, and it didn't really mesh together very well. But I mean, look, I, we were kind of in agreement on on the limitations of Ben Simmons, but. You have to be fair. I mean, he's a multiple-time All-Star. He is. He's still, what, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he definitely has strengths in his game. If he can just, just kind of get to, uh, like, mediocre in terms of the foul shooting and just overall kind of score. I mean, he does score some. It's just that he can't, 
he can't have the ball in the end of the game when he can't hit foul shots like he struggles to hit from the line. So, um, yeah, maybe a, a new city. And certainly you'd have to think that the vibe of Portland yes. would be completely different than the vibe of Philadelphia. His time in Philadelphia is over. So. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. It's definitely done. And, and see, here's the other thing, Gordon, for, for him, really this is in his control. I, it would be nice if he needs to do what uh, Carmelo Anthony did, you know, hoodie mellow, uh, working out in, in, in the suits and everything, shooting. That's what we need to see Ben Simmons doing, right? We need to see Ben Simmons sh- shooting free throws in some gym somewhere. We need to see uh, Ben Simmons shooting jumpers, working on, his, working on his game. That's what we need to see. That would help him yeah. get moved. Yeah, more so than all the other stuff that gets pointed out. The fact that it doesn't really seem like he thinks he has any issues. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, would be the biggest red flag. No question about it. Gordon, let's go to the phone. Spike is in Jersey, St. Pete. He's somewhere. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Spike. Hey, when you get a W, you can put me anywhere. I don't care. A <laughs> uh, couple of quick observations. First of all, 20 seconds, you got to appreciate this. So I'm on the stream, and it's like 75 seconds to wait. You know, it's like Gordon's Direct TV. So the only way I know when you're coming on, I got it measured pretty good now. It's easy to get Brian or Jake, whoever's on, let me know. But it's a bit of a conundrum. So I just about gave up because I'm listening to Keith John again. I go, ah, it's 28 minutes. I'm getting used to this, but I'm not happy with it. And you appreciate that, I know. So we got the W. I'm a defensive guy, as you said Sunday to me, Larry. So you out-rebound the team, right? You make your threes. The kid, DeJounte, Popovich is too stupid. He's he, he's a type of point guard he could use. He could shoot. He plays yeah. defense. He don't turn the ball over. And uh, look at the stats uh, after I get off. I'd love to hear it. San Antonio must have had 30 assists or 32 assists. Because they still pass the ball. I mean, they just they do. don't have the talent. But uh, You're close. one 30 last assists. point. Thanks. Yeah, okay. So one, one, one more point. Look, Larry, I know how you feel about it. You too, Gordon. Tips doesn't think practically, when it comes to another game tomorrow. Get your ass on the bus, get your ass on the plane, show up to the arena after the walkthrough at 11, you know? That's it. That's what he is. That's all, Uh you know? I mean, there's good signs, you know, but uh, let's see tomorrow. We'll see the uh, worth of this team tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see, Spike. Thanks for checking in, my friend. Uh, Dante's in Queens. Hey, Dante, you're next on 98.7. Hello. um, Thanks for taking my call. Um, once again, you know, like every other fan, I'm glad we got the win. But as it pertains to um, top and getting more minutes, I do believe he should get more minutes, but I'm just going to play devil's advocate. What people need to understand is that Toppin is still kind of raw offensively. He struggles to create his own shot, but then it's not that he can't hit mid-range jumpers. He just needs to work on – he needs to be more decisive. Okay, Randall's turnovers, yes, it drives you mad and makes you want to pull out your hair, but at the same time, he's a technician on the block. You could put him on the block, get you a bucket. He can, you know, he knows what he's going to do, like far as if he's shooting a three on his man or he's driving. Whatever he does, he makes up his mind to do it. And I think also another thing you got to look at, Toppin, just from my observations, is at his best when either Rose or Quickly is running the point. I'm just saying, I don't know if Tibbs is looking at those same things, but he just got to really come along more offensively, you know? 
it's nice that he has that elite athleticism, but I, I don't know what, what, what do you guys think. Well, Dante, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, I, I think it's, it's simple. Uh, Dante makes some great points. He's not going to get better sitting on the bench. Nope. You learn by doing, <laughs> right? And look, I, I, mean, I, I don't think either of us are saying that he doesn't have limitations in his game. He's a second-year player who missed a lot of time last year and came a long way in that first season. Um, but, you know, when you're taking a look at, at what he gives you on a night-in, night-out basis for the amount of time that he's on the floor, you'd like to see that. And he was the eighth pick in the draft. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, if you took him in the eighth pick of the draft, by year two, he should be seeing a, a sizable jump in terms of minutes. So, and consistently, like, yeah. I don't want to see this, you know, eight minutes, 12 minutes, you know, like, come on, let's go. It's not like he turned the ball over or played badly. Then you understand why his minutes would drop. And He's it's not like the consistent. Knicks are the most talented team in the world either. <laughs> they, they, could use, they, they could use his minutes. There's no question. No Gordon, question. you called him out, and he's here. Omar in Brooklyn Oh, my is God. Next what a disastrous night he had last night. Oh, my God. The fact that you are even on, near a phone these days, I would have thought you went off the yeah, grid yeah, after yeah. that performance. Larry, oh, my Larry God. That was terrible. That, yes, Larry said that. Oh, I'm not going to see you up to next year, right? That yeah, I, that's Larry. what I thought. I mean, with that performance uh, by Larry, your Bills. Let, let oh, my you, God. What a disgusting performance. I mean, that, that defense. What, what, they, what were they doing? Yeah, the ball yeah. ran down yeah. their throat last night. Everybody in America yeah. knew it was coming, and they couldn't stop it. Okay. Everybody knew that they were coming, and at the end of the third quarter, when he yeah. put his uh, linebacker at Boyer to yeah. uh, run blitzes, you know, when he uh, two three point four and one, and they couldn't get it, and two uh, two negative yards. At that time, I, you know what? I I uh, come out of my couch. I said, "What are you waiting for?" That's what yeah. you have to do. It took a little bit longer. He thought they would figure it out, but McDermott figured it out a little bit later. And after Kansas City Chiefs game last year, that I thought we had the hold last year uh, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. I felt I wanted to play this team again now. So two weeks down the road, I oh, felt very good. Last even we what, what are you going to do when they let's, start throwing the ball? Go, I mean, jeez, I mean, between that Jaguars loss, that Colts game where they just absolutely just em- emasculated you. I mean, that was just – and then last night, woof, that was a rough And, and you know, like, why I love, I, why I love McDermott, the, uh, the reporter asked know, the question. That, that yeah. you, you get embarrassed, you get embarrassed uh, uh, that how you lost tonight. And uh, to shut his mouth up, he said, I get embarrassed all the time when I lose the game. And whatever his name was, Larry, uh, not Larry, his one name was, uh, uh, whatever he mentioned his name too. And I love this coach. He's so down to earth. And he understands every loss it feels to him. You know, like yesterday, for the first time, that's a gut check moment. Okay, we went to the red zone four times. We wake up, make it only one time it happened. I take my chances like that. They went to the red zone once, once. They cannot even throw. They, they know if he would have thrown one time or two times a guy more, he's going to get intercepted because our cornerback uh, gets interception. Let's go. We are ready for another. It's not a blowout. Ready for I, another. They had their offense. Well, let the, let they the, had the, their offense. Cool offers before hour. you're ready for another one. Oh, my God. No. You might be ready, but yeah, I don't but know they, the They're not ready. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Thanks for the call, Omar. Gordon, he reminds me of Rex Ryan. Rex, every time he loses to New England, I'm ready to go back out there. No, that's yeah. okay. I'll no, tell you, you what. No, you Omar, you might want to bury the football in the backyard like Rex tried. <laughs> he tried that one a couple of times. That didn't work either. 
It's amazing. That Belichick guy. Yeah, he's something else. Yeah, he, he, li- something he likes else. the McDermott because he's down to earth. Yeah, Belichick's yeah. not down to earth, but he wins games, man. He sure does. He figures that away. He sure yeah. does. He takes everything away from you. He gives you nothing. Yep. He takes everything away. Mike is in Queens. Hey, Mike, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry. I am back. I am back. Great night. Knicks win. But more importantly, the Islanders win. Uh, Larry, I don't oh, go to know anybody. If you've been to BS Arena, you all got to go. A great A, game of the best facility in America, North America, on the entire planet. Of I didn't get great time. reviews. 20 years overdue. A big win, a big win. We're back and better than ever. Now we're going to go full steam ahead, take over the first place. We're, we're going. I'm promise you that. We're on our way. First step, big step. Mike, and you realize the Rangers have won seven in a row. You've won six this season. On Island. Yeah. All right, Mike. Thanks for checking in. It's good Buddha's to have in back. the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're back. Buddha's <laughs> in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Buddha. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I mean, walk before oh, you can boy. run. That's all I'm saying. That would be like the Jets saying, hey, you know, we're going to take over the AFC East. You know, let's keep it within oh, the ballpark. My you, know? God. <laughs> Listen, you know, um, you know, with, with, with uh, the caller who called before, he said that, um, you know, OB plays better with um, quickly and Rose. Uh, you know, maybe Tom Thibodeau would like to listen to that a little bit more. I mean, you know, I'm listening to you guys, and you know how I feel about the situation. Uh, anybody just wants to, you know, critique uh, Obi Toppin's game and where he's at as a player, just look back to the Phoenix Suns when Amari Stoudemire was a rookie. And, uh, you know, a lot of similarities there. Mm. But the only thing, like Larry said, you know what Phoenix said is? We're not going to worry about his deficiencies. We're going to get him on the court. We're going to let him play. He's going to work those things out. Above the rim, you know, maybe the Knicks might want to try something like that. I mean, kids, you know, Spike spoke about it a thousand times. Forget about only the in-game adjustments. You know, you're starting to see why, as a coach, he has a lifespan. You you, you saw it in Minnesota, and you're starting to see it now here. I mean, like you said, I mean, 36 minutes, 38 minutes for for Randall. I mean, listen. You could have won that game without those guys playing those amount of minutes. And then also, I just got to kick back one thing. Spike was talking about me and the pseudo-GM, and we were discussing the trade for um, Simmons or Randall. You know, I've had to rethink that. <laughs> you guys could keep Randall. I'm sorry. We'll be for a better trade. <laughs> wow. I don't want him. I don't want him. You know what? That says it all, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. <laughs> Says it all. He's not even playing. He doesn't want to trade. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not great. That's it's not, not a ringing endorsement. No, it really isn't. not really. Lee's in Brooklyn. Hey, Lee, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. I'm enjoying the show. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the situation, you know, going on with the Knicks, I've been enjoying uh, watching the game. Um, even though they've lost a couple in a row, I still think that they're doing good. And Thibodeau has basically uh, helped the team out develop into a, a decent team. They're not a championship team, I don't think. Um, but um, I do think that they are a team that can uh, beat a lot of teams and maybe win a playoff experience and go on to uh, basically make better progress next year. Also, too, what you said about the Blake, not the Blake person, um, um, seeing Ben Simmons 
take in practice, uh, doing, doing, you know, showing that he's um, in the gym and trying to get better and stuff like that. You know, it's just basically, like I uh, said, working on the attitude and basically developing his better character. Um, you no, know, he's a great basketball player, but um, we definitely like to see him just develop that character and be able to um, become a better player. There's no question, Lee. Thanks for the phone call because, that, listen, that's the biggest knock on him. You know he hasn't been working on his free throws, Gordon, otherwise he would get better. It's clear. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's, clear. It, it, it's it's clearly also a little bit of a mental thing, right? Yeah. So, yep. you know, it's it's one thing to fix a, a physical thing where if you just drill it enough, a mental thing, it's it's a little tougher to know what, what, what the parameters there are. So, um, look, he's going to get moved at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a question of if they can find an acceptable deal that brings them back some talent and not just, you know, uh, a bunch of guys off the scrap heap. But – uh, it'll be fascinating to see where he goes and what his next step in his career is. It definitely will be. And you know what? You know, a little confidence by working out would help help your mind a little bit. You know, you have a little bit more confidence just if you step to the line, if you've been working on some free throws. I mean, you know, that that, that would be a big difference. Well, big look, difference. I mean, wherever he goes, he'll never have a better chance to shut up a whole bunch of people this than wherever sure. he goes next, right? Like You're he's right. been he's been cast as the villain there and the the, the problem. And he's going to be able to go someplace and say, you know what? I'll show you. Gordon, the time has flown, my friend. We'll see it you has. tomorrow night after right, the Knicks. Then. All right. Sounds that good. wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Brian, thank you very much. JP, also. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.